Thank you for joining us today for this life-changing message from River of Life. If you are ever in our area, we would love for you to join us. For more information, visit us at rolcrofferville.com. That's rolcrofferville.com. Or download our app in the App Store under ROL Crofferville. Now, let's join Associate Pastor Chuck Coburn as he teaches from the Word of God. Thank you. Pray with me. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you've made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. And Lord, as our world seems so crazy, so hectic, we are so inundated with so many things. I ask today, Lord, that you would calm our heart. Lord, you would um, open our eyes. But more than ever, Lord, I pray that you would open our ears to hear you. And you would open our heart to receive you. So at this point, Lord, I pray that your words would be words of sound and not words of noise. There'll be words that will resonate in our heart and life. And they would not be words that would be offensive. So today, Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts and draw us unto the Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before refrigerators were made, people would store their foods in what they called ice houses. And the way an ice house was made was that they would be real thick walls. They would have no windows and they would have a real thick sealed tight door. And in the winter time, they would go out to the streams or to the lakes that were frozen and they would cut out big chunks of ice. They would take it back to the ice house. They would pack it and then cover it with sawdust. And then if all went well, that ice would pretty much last almost through the entire summer. Well, there was a man working in the ice, ice house, keeping things kind of calm and cool And he lost his watch. This watch was very valuable to him. It was an heirloom that had been passed down from generation to generation. And so he frantically began to just kind of look and sift through the sawdust, trying to find his watch. But to no avail, he couldn't. Very brokenhearted, very disappointed. He contacted his coworkers and said, I've lost this watch. Please help me find it. And so they began to look diligently for it and with no avail the law the watch could not be found well small town the rumor got passed throughout the town that this man had lost a very valuable heirloom and a young boy heard about it so one day when these men sat down for lunch the small boy went into the ice house and a few minutes later he came out with the watch they were astounded Young boy, how did you do that? How did you find this watch? With a smile on his face, he said, well, it was pretty easy. He said, I went into the ice house. I pulled the door completely closed. I laid down in the dust and lied completely still. And then I could hear the clock ticking. And I found it. We get so frantic in our lives and so busy 
that we won't sit still long enough to hear the voice of the Lord. Our lives sometimes are so lost because we're frantically looking for life. And if you and I will learn to sit still and be quiet, we can hear the Lord. One of the things that is for certain is that God loves to talk. And I would imagine if I were to ask most of you, have you ever heard the Lord speak? You would probably say no. And I'm going to beg to differ with you today. Almost every last one of us have heard the Lord. The problem is, is that our hearing hasn't been in tune with him. And because our hearing hasn't been in tune with him, therefore we don't recognize his voice and we don't receive his voice. Now, I got to be honest with you. I have never heard the Lord speak to me audibly, but I've heard him so clear in my heart and mind so many times in my life. There's no mistaking about it now. So let me try to help you to understand why you're not hearing the Lord. And when I explain this, you'll, you'll understand that. Now, this is kind of mine, so if it doesn't make sense to you, please forgive me. But I think you'll get the picture. You know, every last one of us likes music. We all like to listen to music, right? But it's funny. One man can listen to country music, and it is soothing to his soul. And yet another man will listen to it, and it sounds like noise. One person can listen to heavy metal music and it's soothing to their soul. And yet somebody else will say, that's the biggest noise I've ever heard in my life. Well, now, wait a minute. How can that be? It's music. I get it. There are two extremes, but both of them are music. And here's what happens. To the person who enjoys it, when those two sounds come together, they rhythmatically make one Part, And that part comes into harmony with your ear and your ear loves it. However, for the other person, when they hear those sounds, those sounds do not come into rhythm. They actually come into what we call, they clang against each other. They battle against each other and then it becomes noise. For one person, that sound is rhythmic. It's harmonious to you. To the other person, it's just noise. And so often in your life and in my life, God speaks to us, but what he says to you and me sounds like it's a clang because you're not willing to receive it rather than opening up your heart and hearing it so that you can receive it and letting it make music and melody in your life. So today I really want to speak to you on the subject, do you hear what I hear? After all, it's Christmas. So I want to see if you're hearing what I hear, if you'll have, if you have your Bible, turn with me to Psalms chapter 29, Psalms chapter 29. And this morning we're going to look how the Lord talks and we're going to see 10 different ways that the Lord is going to speak. And these ways are so unique. They're so different, but yet if we'll receive them and take them in, they'll literally change our heart and life. The day you and I begin to hear the Lord and we begin to recognize that voice, it makes all the difference in our life. It's not whether we're listening to him because he's talking, it's whether or not we're hearing him. And so this morning, I want to see how well you're listening to the Lord. Is it a melody to you or is it just a clang and a clash and a noise? 
So Psalms chapter 29, verse 3 starts by saying this. The voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty sea. The very first thing we can see at the beginning of verse 3 is this. Is that the voice of the Lord is very calming. See, we are blessed to live next to the ocean. Because if you ever want to be calm, you just go out to the beach and just lay down on the beach or sit down and just hear those waves kind of crashing on the beach. And it just soothes your soul. God did that for a purpose. They actually have machines that if you're not living near the ocean like some people don't, you turn it on at night and you can hear the wind and you can hear the soft ocean just kind of crashing against the shore to soothe you, to calm you, to caress you. What was the psalmist telling us is that there are times when God is going to speak to you in the midst of your trouble and his voice is going to be very soothing. It's going to be very calming. It's going to be just like that sea that calms your soul when you hear it. His voice will do the very same thing. Although your life may be coming unraveled and unwound, if you will sit still long enough and listen to God's voice, it can calm you. For instance, listen to this. This is God, not me. Be still and know that I'm God. Hear how it calms you? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Wow. In the midst of all of chaos in this world, my father tells me he will never leave me nor forsake me. How about this? I have overcome the world. That means he's overcome any and every problem you will ever have. I am with you always, even till the end of the age. And we are told in Psalms 46 that he speaks in a still small voice. And you and I have to learn to settle down and sit down. You know, it's hard to listen when you're screaming. It's hard to listen when you're frantically moving around. And see, God is speaking to you in the midst of your chaos. In the midst of all that's going on in your life, he is speaking. But you can't hear him because you won't sit still long enough to listen to him. But don't worry, you're not alone. We've all done that and some of us still do it. In the midst of all chaos, over 2,000 years ago, this is what we are told. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She shall give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God knew our problems, so he sent his son to be with us. You know, if you read your Bible, you can find some pretty interesting things in the Bible. Let me read to you Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. This is like one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. Now pay attention to this. With his love. No, he didn't say the world. No, he didn't say your iPhone. 
your iPad. He said, with his love, he will calm some, no, all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Did you know that? God wants to sing over you. God wants to sing you to sleep some nights if you'll let him. It might be hard for you to believe, but I remember when my children were real small, I used to sing them asleep. I don't know if they faked it, so I'd hurry up and be quiet. <laughs> but either way, I would sing them to sleep. And, I, and I'll never forget, and this is like, you know, I don't know if you call it wise, it's just smart. I remember if anybody ever gave me a little baby and they were fussing, I would just simply hold them up in my arms and I immediately would start singing, Jesus loves you. And it was amazing how quick they would calm down. Why? Because see, he will quiet you. He will calm you with his love. And he wants to sing over you with a joyful song. So are you hearing what I'm hearing? He wants to calm you this morning. You should be familiar with the tune. Said the little lamb to the shepherd boy. Do you hear what I hear? Ringing through the sky, shepherd boy. Do you hear what I hear? A song, a song high above the trees with a voice as big as a sea, with a voice as big as a sea. See, right now in the chaos of this season, God is wanting to sing over you and calm you with his love. You just have to be still and let him. But what's interesting, sometimes if God can't calm you and get your attention with his quiet voice, we read in the latter part of verse 3, he'll do it with another voice. Look at the last part of verse 3. It says, the God of glory thunders, the Lord thunders over the mighty sea. Now, when you think of thunder... I'm sure you don't go, oh, that's so soothing. That's so quiet. You know, I just love to go outside in the rain and watch the lightning strike near me. Let that thunder just roll over me. No. What does thunder usually do to you? Scares you. Gets your attention. Now, I'm, I'm not doing parenting 101 right now, but let me tell you what. If God has to raise his voice to get your attention and my attention, parent, it's okay to raise your voice. To get your child's attention. The scriptural. I mean think about that. God gives you and I. Rules. And a life to follow by. And every now and then we get a little hard headed. We get a little deaf. And God will tell us not to do something. And that's that clang, 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 clang. Rather than hearing it. We just ignore it. And we continue to live the way we want to live. You know what? God will get a little louder. And he gets a little louder. And pretty soon he'll start yelling. He yells to you through your mishaps. He yells to you through your sickness and things of that nature because you're not paying attention. God is, once again, God just doesn't speak through the Bible. He speaks in any way he so chooses. And every now and then God's going to wring your neck in one way or another to get your attention. I know you don't want to hear that, but face the facts. Now listen, when a child doesn't want their parent to yell at them, it's real smart. You just behave and your parent won't yell at you. But if you really want your parent to yell at you, just misbehave. 
There is nothing wrong with a raised voice as long as it's done in love. If it's done in outburst of anger, it's completely wrong. And when God raises his voice to you and me, he's doing it through love. He's doing it through his grace and his mercy. And God chooses a lot of ways to try to get your attention and my attention. He'll get your attention through one of your pastors preaching, through a teacher teaching, through a parent, through a friend. God will raise his voice to get your attention. And believe it or not, if you won't listen, he'll let you go. So let me just explain it like this. Let's just suppose you're at one of the supermarkets here in town and you have a three-year-old with you. And you're kind of parked out towards the back of the parking lot and you're putting the groceries up. And all of a sudden that little three-year-old starts wandering towards Highway 319. I know what you do. You go, hey, come here. Would you just stop what you're doing? Come here. Come here, come here, come here. Not a chance. First of all, you'd start running. And the second thing you do, you'd start what? You'd start yelling. Why? Because you want the safety for that child. So when God starts yelling at you through conviction, through mishaps of life, don't say, don't welcome it. Take it in. God, you're yelling at me because you love me. God, you're trying to get my attention. Lord, forgive me that I didn't pay attention. You got it. I'm listening. I want to hear what you're telling me so I can apply it to my life so I can listen. But don't worry. God also likes to yell in a good way. It's not always bad. God doesn't just yell at you because you're bad. God also yells because he's good. You can be good and God wants to praise you and cheer you on. I mean, after all, we're told that suddenly... The angel was joined with a vast host of others and the armies of heaven, armies meaning multitudes upon multitudes, were praising God. I'm sure they weren't going, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth. They were yelling because the king of kings and the Lord of Lord had made his way to earth. So folks, God will speak to you calmly. God sometimes will speak to you very loudly. He also will speak to you very powerfully. Look at verse 4. The psalmist says, The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. Look at that. The voice of the Lord is powerful. Do you realize anything and everything that is in existence today was spoken through the mouth of God? So if he can say, let there be light and light came to existence, his words are powerful. But his words won't mean a thing to you if you don't hear them. And his words will mean nothing to you if you don't receive them. So listen to me this morning. You've had a rough life. I got good news for you. Jesus Christ says your sins are forgiven. Your past may be tainted. It may be bad. Let me tell you what. Christ will wipe that clean out of your life. Why? Because he means what he says. He says what he means. Your sins are forgiven. He looked at a crippled man and says arise and walk. And immediately strength came into that man's legs. And he walked. Listen, some of you are crippled today. Crippled emotionally, crippled physically, 
crippled spiritually. And if you'll hear the Lord this morning, he's telling you to arise and walk. How about this? I don't know if this was a good thing. Depends on what side of, of the table you're on. But see, Jesus had a friend named Lazarus and he had died. And he was already in heaven for four days. And Jesus says, Lazarus, come forth. And he came out of the grave. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had spent four days in heaven, I don't know if I'd want to be called back to earth. Would you? But here's what you know. Jesus can look at a dead man and say, come forth. And immediately life will come into you. Some of you today are dead. You have died to this world. You're just a zombie. You're just walking through it. What you need to know today, he'll speak in your life. And he'll say, come forth. This is Jesus. I have come that you may have life and you may have it abundantly. God never meant for you and I to struggle. He meant for us to live life to the fullest. Young people, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Ladies, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I don't care what social media tells you today. Listen to what the Lord says. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't have to alter any part of your body to be accepted. Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Are you listening to the clang of social media? Are you going to listen to the voice of your Savior that says, I made you the way you are and I love you for who you are and I see you for who you could become? See, his voice is powerful and we have to learn to do that. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. For some of you today, you don't think you have a hope for a future. That's because you're depending on the world to give it to you. But if you will seek the Lord God Almighty, he's going to give you a future and a hope. Luke 2.10, I bring good news of great joy to all people. When the angel declared Jesus coming over 2,000 years ago, it was for all of us. But not only is God's voice calming and it's loud and it's powerful. You see it kind of pendulum back and forth. It's also majestic. Did you see the last part of verse 4? He says, the voice of the Lord is majestic. You know what that means? Now listen to me. This is what the Lord says. I am El Shaddai. I am God Almighty. In other words, there's nobody powerful greater than our God. I am El Halam, the everlasting God. Everybody's gods come and go, but ours will never. He's here forever. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am your beginning and your end. I am your Jehovah Jireh. I am your provider. I am Jehovah Roha, the great healer. He can heal you. I'm Jehovah Ro. I'm your shepherd. I'll take care of you. I'll protect you. I'll comfort you. I am Jehovah Shalom. I am your peace. And of course, my favorite, I am Abba. I'm your father. See how majestic that is? Are you hearing that this morning? Are you saying, Mo, he's not my dad. 
He's not my provider. He's not my shepherd. See, tune your ears. Don't, don't, don't make it a clanging noise. Do you hear what I hear? Make it that, that rhythmic, harmonious sound that today God can be your provider. He can be your shepherd. He can be your healer. He can be your peace. Because you know why? Because his name is wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Nobody has a name like our Jesus. Nobody. And if you don't believe that, sometimes when you are having issues, just say his name and see what happens. Because you see, his name is also mighty. Look at verse 5. We're continuing on. We've gone from a soft, mellow, back to a, mighty, to a strong voice, so to speak. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. You think, now why in the world would the psalmist write something like that? I mean, the Lord splits the cedars of Lebanon. Well, first of all, the cedar trees in Lebanon are pretty big. They grow anywhere from about 40 to 80 feet tall. The, their trunk is usually around 10 foot in diameter. So for something to speak and shatter it, it's pretty impressive. So, so what's the correlation here? I mean, what's, what, what is the psalmist trying to show me, show you here? It's simple. I don't care what obstacle you have in your way. He'll shatter it. I don't care what wall you have built up. He'll bring it down. See, there's nothing that the voice of the Lord cannot remove in and through and out of your life if you let him. If you're facing walls in your life today, let the Lord speak over it. He'll shatter it. That's what he's saying here. I'm going to shatter it. I'm going to break down these obstacles in your life. I'm going to remove them out of your life so that you can live freely. So you can live with a purpose and a plan. You know why? Because when you know the truth, the truth is going to what? Set you free. I mean, it didn't make sense to walk around these walls that chariots could ride around seven times for six days and not say a word. And on the seventh day, walk around seven times and shout. You know why they did that? Because it's through God's voice that you have freedom. It's through God's word that you will have your obstacles removed from your life. So I'm not sure what you're going through today, but here's what I do know. If you got an obstacle in your life, and please don't tell me that's like your spouse or your sibling. I mean, <laughs> don't tell me that. But if you're dealing with some things in your life that you, you've got to go through and get around, don't try to get around them. Just let the Lord remove them. The psalmist said, Lord, your voice, notice it's his voice, splits the cedars of Lebanon. It shatters them. And then David picks back up in verse 6 and says, not only that, Lord, your voice is wonderful. Listen to what he says. He makes Lebanon's mountains skip like a calf. He makes Mount Hermon leap like a young ox. Now, I, I mean, I had the privilege of growing up on a farm. And I, I remember watching our calves skip and leap. Why? Because they're happy. They're full of joy. They're full of life. And you know what he says? He said, Lord... Your voice is so wonderful that even the mountains will skip. Now think about that. 
the mountains. I, I know it's hard to find one of these in Florida, so you probably don't grasp the idea. But what God is trying to tell us, or David's trying to tell us through the word, is that, listen, God's voice is so wonderful, he'll make you skip. He'll make you leap. He'll make you. That's why when some of you come in here on Sunday mornings, how great the Lord, how, you know, what's, you don't have the voice of the Lord in you to, to give you that soft voice. Listen, there is no greater joy in all of life than to hear the voice of the Lord. Well, there is one. I, I got to be honest. It's when he calls you by name. Let me tell you what. When my children call me dad, there's just something wonderful about that. When my dad tells me, I love you. For God so loved you. He's telling you he loves you. He died for you. He's going to fight for you. I will come again and get you. I'm preparing a home for you in heaven. These are God. This is God talking to you and talking to me. His voice is wonderful. I mean, to hear those words stream over my ears and in my heart and in my life. Man, it's great. His voice is wonderful. But God speaks to you and to me in so many different ways that if we'll sit still and listen to him, we'll hear him. Just like last Wednesday night, I don't know if you were happened to look at the night sky, but last Wednesday night we had a full moon. But right underneath the moon, there was this real bright little dot. What was it? It was Mars. We got to see one of the planets. But I know that probably didn't amaze you that much. So let me help you this morning. This past July 12th, actually in 2022, the James Webb Telescope released the latest picture of the Carina Nebula. And this is what it looks like. Folks, this is not Photoshop. This is your scientists telling you this is what's going on in our universe. Why did he do that? He just wants to show me and you how wonderful he really is. Now, if you can't stand in all that, because I know you look at it and you go, eh, that looks like probably a, a Photoshop. Something's no, this is an actual picture from the James Webb telescope. This is what it looks like. He is wonderful. God is so wonderful. If you'll just sit still long enough and look and pay attention, you will see his glorious word speak to you through creation. Matthew 2 says, And listening to the king, they went their way, and behold, the star that they had seen, when it arose, went before them, until it came the rest over the place where the child was, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Christmas story. But I hope today when you see the Carina Nebula, you rejoice with great joy. Because God made that just for me and just for you. Said the night wind to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb. Do you see what I see? A star, a star dancing in the night 
with a tail as big as a kite, with a tail as big as a kite. God created our universe. He created our world so that we would be in awe of him. He's not distant. He's close up. He's not far away. He's very near. And he is none too difficult to listen if you will tune your ears to be hearing him and take in what he's got to say. Verse 7, we also read that it, he's also quick and to the point. It says, the voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. Here you go again. We're going back from a soft calming to a strong, powerful. Have you ever tried to go outside and try to find out when lightning's coming? You can't. It just comes. So, so what is the psalmist making the point here? It's simple. God's quick and to the point. His word's very powerful. And this morning, I hope for some of you right now, you're feeling his word because he's digging around in your heart. Boom, in an instant. See, you came not expecting that to be called up to your mind. Lord, I didn't even think about that being in my life. Lord, I didn't realize that was wrong. God, I didn't realize I needed to give that up. Lord, I didn't realize I needed to apologize to that person. God, I didn't realize I needed to make amends here. See, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4 that his word is sharper than any double-edged sword. And it's going to pierce our heart. Lightning pierces things. You ever see lightning just strike something that's just real plain and dull? No, when lightning strikes, it usually pretty much cuts to the core. God's word wants to cut to your core. He's going to be the great surgeon with a scalpel. And he's going to cut you right where you're sick. He's going to cut the cancer right where it's at in your life and want to remove it. You just got to let him. Paul was on the road to Damascus. He wasn't expecting the Lord to show up in his life and boom, in a moment's time, his life was changed. Peter was just sitting by the sea, mending his nets. And Jesus shows up in his life and says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And Peter got up and followed him in a moment. Do you realize in just a split moment today, God will change your life if you let him. But in order for him to change your life, you're going to have to do like Peter did. You're going to have to let go and follow. You can't hang on to your past and think God can take you to the future. You got to let it go. You can't hold on to your sin and let God set you free. You got to let it go. Voice 8, we're also told that it's fulfilling. The voice of the Lord makes the barren wilderness quake. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. Well, how, how in the world can something be barren and quake, you know, and there be a wilderness? Well, I mean, what's going on? Once again, the psalmist does such a marvelous job of showing us the voice of the Lord. You're empty. You've tried to fill your life up with everything this world's had to offer, and it's left you empty. It's left you lonely. It's left you wanting. And when Jesus fills you, you'll be satisfied. The barren, the wilderness is you. And the reason why it's quaking, because it is shouting for tears of joy when it is full. And this morning, if you will let him, he will fill you with his love. He will fill you with his goodness. 
He will fill you with a plan in his greatness if you let him. But you got to let him. Jeremiah 31 3 says, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With an unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. He's drawing you this morning, if you'll let him. I love what Ephesians 3 says. It says, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. See, we're going to leave here today lunch, and we're going to be filled, and pretty soon we're going to be empty wanting more food. But when you're filled with God, you'll be so full you'll never want more. He'll fool you to the capacity. Galatians 4 says this, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son to be born of a woman. So think about that. We're learning this morning that the voice of the Lord is calming. It's loud. It's powerful. It's majestic. It's mighty. It's wonderful. I mean, these things are great. But maybe one of the, the neatest things is that it's liberating. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says this, The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth, and the strips the forest bear, and in its temple all cry glory. Now think about that. The voice of the Lord twists the mighty oak. What is he saying? You've got some things in your life that have rooted pretty deep in your life. See, some of you've got some anger and some unforgiveness that's been rooted in there for a little while. And God today wants to grab you and just rip it out. Some of you today have some habits, some addictions, some fears, some worries that have ingrained themselves into your life. And today, God wants to grab a hold of that and rip it out of your life. See, he just doesn't want to cut it off because it'll grow back. He wants to pull it completely out because the only way you can ever destroy a plant is to pull it up completely by its root. And so we have to get that root completely out. And, and sometimes it is not easy, especially if it's been there a while. Haven't experienced this other than maybe when I was in athletics with, you know, athletic tape. But ladies, you understand, you go get a wax treatment and they rip that wax off. Why do they wax you? Because it's simple. They pull that hair right out by the root. Painful. Painful. Sometimes when God has to pull things out of your life, it's going to be painful. Let me show you this video real quick. This is a neat video I want to show you. It's about 20 seconds long. Let's watch this video. This tree was taken down in our property right next to us. This pine tree stands about 80 feet tall. Here's what's neat. That tap root goes about 12 feet down. It took them a little while to get that tree out. But look how deep and how big around they had to get, dig around that tap root to pull it out. You see... You guys have let some things get rooted in your life and it's been in there a while. And now it's time to let the Lord get it out. Now, when he starts digging, it may take a little while to get it out and it may be a little painful. But after all, don't you want it out? Don't you want it to be out of your life completely? 
Are you hearing the Lord this morning? Are you hearing the ways he's speaking to you? Because see, for unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior. A Savior. God sent his Son to save me and you. God sent his Son to rescue us from any and every thing in our life. And God will choose to speak to you any way he so chooses. Whether his voice is going to be calming, whether it's going to be loud, whether it's going to be powerful, whether it's going to be majestic, whether it's going to be mighty, whether it's going to be wonderful, whether it's going to be quick, or whether it's just going to be liberating. But when you allow the Lord to do all those things in your life, the end of verse 9 says it all. And in his temple, all shout glory. Amen. See, when Jesus sets you free, you'll shout. That's right. When Jesus lives in your life, you'll shout. That's right. When Jesus can move in and through you and heal you and deliver you, you'll shout. Yes, but the problem is, you got to hear him. And so I'm asking you this morning, are you hearing what I'm hearing? Are you hearing the Lord speak to you and say, today's the day you need to forgive that person. Today's the day you need to let that go. Today's the day you've held on to that long enough, let it go. Today's the day you have lived as an insufficient, insecure person. Today you need to be confident and bold. And today... If you will come to me, I will set you free. That's just that simple. Are you hearing the voice of the Lord? And I know you're hearing the voice of the Lord because if your heart is running 90 miles an hour right now, that's the voice of the Lord speaking to you. If your mind is turning to the things you need to be doing or I should have done, that's the voice of the Lord talking to you. So hear him. And then respond to him so you will never be the same again. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you will speak to many people today. I pray that you'll speak to that person, Lord, that has never surrendered to you as Lord and Savior. And today they'll make you their Lord. Father, for those who have heard you for the first time today, I pray they'll come to this altar and respond to verify. I've heard you, and Lord, I'll never forget you. Father, I ask today for those who are stuck in some type of bondage, some type of addiction, that today they'll hear you and they'll be delivered. Lord, I am so thankful that you speak in so many different ways. I'm thankful, Lord, that you're speaking to us right now. God, help us not to be so hard-hearted that we won't respond. Lord, today, give us ears to hear you crystal clear and to respond, even though we may not quite understand how, Lord, but we're going to respond because we know you are the way, the truth, and the life. We know that you are the Savior of the world. We know that you are the King We know that you are the deliverer. We know that you are the Lord of lords. We know that you are our alpha and our omega. 
God, you are our healer. You are our shepherd. You're our provider. So today, Lord, we surrender to you. And we pray that you will set us free. That this year, the songs we hear will be songs of praise and worship. They won't be clanging cymbals. That this year, the voice that echoes through our world and through our lives will be your voice and not the voice of negativity and the voice of the world. That this year, we will look into the mirror and see you and us and nobody else. That this year, Lord, we will embrace you and follow you to the very end because you will never leave us nor forsake us. So, Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will move mightily in and through our lives this morning and you will deliver us, you will set us free and God, we will truly be a people that can shout your name, that can sing your praises and that we can walk in victory. And I pray that right now in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for listening to this message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact us at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at We also want to encourage you to visit us this Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. Please visit us online at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions.